0: All right, buddy. So, Paul, welcome to Jumpstart Sessions and uh, excited to have you here today. And I know that you just recently kind of saw something from me or whatever inside a Mm full-time filmmaker and then immediately signed up to be on here. And so I'm excited to have you. So tell us a little bit about what's going on, what's your situation, and uh, what led you to want to do this, this session today?
1: Well, um, first of all, let's, let's just get this out of the way. I've seen a lot of your stuff uh, in the full time filmmaker group for a long time. Actually. Okay. Okay. Um, cool. And then it was like, ooh, you know, when, once I had a little bit more information about what Jumpstart was about, I was like, you know what? This would be a good thing. Perfect. A good thing to do. Perfect. So, uh, so I jumped at it. Well, good um, like
0: that. <laughs> yeah, you jumped at it. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. But
1: anyway, yeah. Boom. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's right there you go you play for play the drums now (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. yep yep anyway um so gosh i joined ftf in uh, what is it 2019 yeah february of last year and uh okay cool i've been messing around with cameras and taking it semi-seriously Taking it semi-seriously since about 2014, but okay. really started messing around with cameras and the whole film thing in 2012. And 2018 was when I kind of took the bull by the horns, let's just say, and was like, "All right, I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this a career." Um, cool. And honestly, I can't really see myself doing anything else.
0: Just out of um, curiosity, just for context, I love to kind of probe. What, what, what prior to 2018, before quote-unquote making it a career? what what were you doing
1: employed still were you self-employed somehow or what was this no i was i was i was working retail just Um, random things basically yeah just 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 random things and doing what i could with the interest that i had on the side i'd mess around with youtube and make all sorts of stuff that i look at now and cringe <laughs> sure. On certain levels,
0: kind of growth minded people in general, I, I think we all tend to do that on some level. You know, we we. Mm-hmm. That's why, for me, especially, I was such the extreme where, you know, when I didn't do a same day edit for a wedding, if I looked at the footage a week later, two weeks later, I'm already like, ah because it kept kind of growing getting a little bit better getting a little bit better and so yep. when I didn't get around to it for 6 months it definitely wasn't something that I wanted to look at you know so
1: but yeah uh, I, I feel that there's definitely things that i have shot and edited just like you know personal projects and stuff that i'm like yeah that was that was great and then i look at it a month la- a munch. i look at it a month later and i'm like Okay, so what was I, 12 when I shot yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So up to 2018 then, um, you decided to take it seriously. So how's the last couple years been here then for you?
1: Uh, hmm. I'll give you the, the super fast rundown version. Good. Yeah. Um, I decided I was going to take this seriously in 2018, and I discovered FTF. Mm-hmm. And... I've basically lost all hope of ever actually 100%ing FTF because they constantly add new stuff. <laughs> um, it's like okay. I, I when can't.
0: you say 100%ing, you mean watching every video?
1: Yeah, like like getting getting that little progress bar to 100%. And and, like, yeah. Nope, it's just I get close and then it's like nope, you're back at like you know 70, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I started started FTF in um. February of 2018 and stuff kind of exploded. Let's just say, Um, not necessarily in terms of business, but in terms of, of growth within a couple of months, I was sitting on like, you know, $5,000 in gear. And I'm like, how did I, how, what, huh? Um, was constantly trying new things. And I was like, yeah, you know, this is cool. But I hadn't really, Jumped over into the business side of things very much. I, I, I did a couple things here and there for people just locally here in town so I could have some sort of portfolio material. Um, and then I kind of actually dropped like, okay, I'm not gonna say I dropped FTF because I don't really think you it's possible to drop FTF, but as unless you ask for a refund, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and um. I continued to do that all the way through 2018 and then in like what was it October ish of 2018 I was like okay I need to do something where I am learning and working with other people. I'm not very the one man band life kind of kills me man. Sure. <laughs> um let's let's put it that way. Sure. And and so I had the bright idea of looking into trade schools. Okay. Um, so that I could go out and like work and do things and learn stuff. But I'm a very hands-on person. Sure. Yeah, and sure. so <laughs> I ended I ended up down in Texas um in January of twenty nineteen. So this year. January of this year, I ended up down in Texas working with a production company um in the Dallas area. And they marketed them marketed yeah is that a word yeah it yeah. is a word okay <laughs> they marketed themselves as a, a you know a hands-on trade school that was that was a production company so you'd learn stuff by doing um and i was like yeah okay this is great they were they were you know on uh on the bleeding edge of you know the film technology nowadays and uh they were like yeah you know we'll be shooting with things like you know reds and alexas and you know f- fun stuff cool um and so I I did a bunch of research into the company actually I started doing that in 2017 because I was like okay this might be a direction I want to go and then I found FTF and that was a whole thing but I decided okay I decided to pull the trigger and go to Texas and I was all pumped up about it so went off to Texas um and now have you know some of the best friends I've ever had in my life but it was supposed to be a two year program okay and I I and a whole bunch of other people that were there dropped out after six months. Oh
0: wow! Okay. Because
1: because everything that th- everything that they had marketed themselves at, and I'm not going to name you know like company names or anything here, but sure. um, everything that they had marketed themselves at turned out to be a lie. Hmm. Yeah. Um And it was it was it was more of a sweatshop, and there was a lot there's a, just a lot of not cool stuff. Wow, um, and so tons of people dropped out in June. I dropped out in June. So They were good
0: at marketing. Sounds like it, a, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were.
1: They were. They were bloody good at marketing. But uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, and then everything out, and then everything ended up to not be what they said it was. Um, and it just ended up being a sweatshop. Which
0: ties. Which ties into um, just to drop that in right now in regards yeah. to. I don't think it matters what industry or what you're doing or what you're selling um, nowadays. That whole concept as well of a version of free-to-fee, this idea that, and it can be taken a number of different ways, but this idea that even as you're going to sell video production to somebody, the likelihood in 2019 and beyond that they've dealt with a service provider in SEO, web design, photography, Mm -hmm. marketing, something, prior to you coming into their pathway of someone they could consider working with that could help them, the chances Mm -hmm. to just every year that passes, every month, of course, it passes, just keeps rising. Mm -hmm. And the probability that they've dealt with somebody who didn't do what they said they were going to do, and might sound on the surface a lot like you, Mm -hmm. is is getting higher and higher. And so when, you know, I've got scenarios of people that, my friends still got twenty five thousand for a job, which to some could be nothing, and some could be a ton. And the rea- right? And the re- but the reality is, before him, the company got seventy five thousand dollars. Mm. And so, relative to seventy five thousand dollars, it's not a lot in the big picture of things, right? Because yeah. that company that went before the, the company that they worked with before my friend didn't did kind of your thing. You know, they're saying all the right things. They're getting in the door, but then they're not delivering on. So that particular company had a larger budget to spend in video production. They saw the value in it. But now when my friend comes along, the value has decreased substantially, not from, they still don't recognize a value in video production per se, but now Mm -hmm. they're a lot more gun shy on pulling the trigger on a larger dollar amount relative to that value they may see. Because they, they, one, may just not have it, or two, it's like they can't go through that again, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that ability to get in with somebody, give them a teaser, an appetizer, a taste, or what it's like to work with you. And it depends on where you're at and how in demand you are, whether these referrals are coming, and they're just like, yeah, we know who you are, no questions asked, your reputation precedes itself. But sometimes you can still have a phenomenal reputation and, and come across what could be great projects or great clients who don't really know you Yep. but could be a great fit. And so there's those, those gray areas now of what do you do? And the context really matters. I think that the day and age of one size fits all approaches to everything you do, or that, Oh, I'm 10 years into my business and everything's amazing that you'll do everything exactly the same all the time and mm-hmm. won't have to deviate here and there to, to test something to potentially, cause that's the thing too, right? Like, in this day and age, as well, the likelihood you're going to do this silver bullet approach of 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 anything is low as well. And so, being able to do more than one thing—I always call it the one-trick pony—you yeah. know—is going to allow you. Yeah, that first one may be uh, you know make much profit, but the goal is that they'll come back again and again and again and continue to work with you. Mm. Um, and that's that's the beauty of not getting so caught up in you did something at. I wouldn't even call it necessarily that you're discounting or cheapening, because some people say that, but rather you're just creating a different value proposition that allows you to kind of create a case study, show what it's like to work with you, and and create a relationship there that then can make the person feel comfortable that they just didn't get the veil pulled in front of their eyes, you know, or whatever, and yep. have have them going, "Wow, we just got screwed over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe we did that again." Um, yeah. Versus we put all the risk always a hundred percent onto our clients. And and in turn, we kind of like we're angels, but the problem is we may be, but they may have dealt with, well, I'll just use angels and demons or whatever. They dealt with yeah. somebody who wasn't good, who mm-hmm. sounds on the surface like you. And so as a byproduct, you may be great. It's nothing to mm-hmm. do with you. It's a reflection of other people that are out there. And so, you know, it's it's a powerful thing to uh, to think about just as you say that, because like I said, what I've experienced through the years as well even with me doing coaching and everything, you know, you said we didn't get into it. We don't have to, but like how long you saw me potentially a full-time filmmaker. And I've had that where people are like, well, I saw you pop up 30 times and I never looked at anything. And then finally I dug a little bit into it and it was like, okay, I'll take this a little bit more seriously. Or, oh wow, this is really good. But because it's like, who is he? What? Oh, is it just another guy? You know? Oh, he's just, he's only out to sell us something, doesn't care. You know, whatever, all this stuff that we all okay. deal with, but then that's the same baggage we deal with with as a, you know, as you going out to sell your video production services. You mm-hmm. don't want to be a slime bag, but the problem is that association with slime bag might prevent you from making money, might prevent you from getting jobs, and now you end up in this weird limbo. So, anyways, I digress. Yeah. Uh, so you did that, you got out of that. And mm-hmm. you made some great friends that were in Texas. Now, you told me before we started, you're in Colorado currently. Were some yeah. of those people from Colorado? What's nope. That?
1: Okay. All, so of, we're all, we're... Of, all of my friends that were in Texas are actually from Pennsylvania. Okay. <laughs> They're all back at Pennsylvania. Now.
0: So where but, what, uh, what drew you back to, to Colorado then?
1: Uh, well, I need to Colorado like, in general. <laughs> mm, well, I mean, aside from the obvious fact that it's my home state. Um, I like, I needed to get out of the, the situation environment place that I was currently in cause stuff was just heading South fast. And, uh, so I came back, uh, to Colorado and I was like, all right, I know for a fact that the whole video production thing is definitely something I want to do. Um, I know I can't do it like one man band for forever, but I came back and I was like, I need to do something along these lines. Not net, like not just as a job, but for my own sake as well. Otherwise, I'm b- basically going to lose my mind. Is sure. what it felt like.
0: Yeah, I get it, man. I
1: and so it. and so, I was like, all right, time to time to you know jump in and you know get the company name registered and get all that stuff done um which that was that was interesting uh got that then i was like okay i'm in you know i'm in business now um and that was that was july of, of this year, or last of, year? The, of this year okay that was july of this year um so how's it been going
0: uh, since july
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what what
0: is it that you um I mean what drew you to this then what drew you what why did you want to get on here what what did you think I might be able to help with provide some clarity some what is it that's most troubling to you right now that that you would love to get some relief around
1: there's a bunch of different um what's the term schools of thought okay that I have come across um, in the few years that I was just messing around with this and then in the year or so that I was taking it seriously. And that is the fact that, like, I keep hearing, um, you know, it takes a certain, like, personality type or drive in order to succeed at running one's own business. Or or things like, um, it's, it's just going to go out of my head now. Um, people... This is this is what I've run across a lot, especially when it tur like when it comes to the whole free to fee thing or the um when you get to the fee part of it, mm-hmm. um charging properly. And it's not that like I'm looking for or confused about what to charge. It's the concept, especially like where I live, um and, like this is this is a small freaking town. What's well, small? Um uh, gosh, are, I think we're below fifty thousand. Okay, <laughs> so it's compared to other places, it's pretty small. Oh, but no, no, um, so the
0: other day, the guy had thirty five hundred. So. Thirty five. How the hmm. And I live in a town of twenty six thousand. Twenty six
1: thousand. Yeah, we're at like forty something. Okay. Anyway, um, and uh, it, like it, like it's the idea that if you don't necessarily quote unquote charge enough then people look at your service and they're like, Oh okay, if you're doing this, but you're only charging this much that calls into question the quality of the work okay for like for a lot of people and a lot of potential clients um and then it's like, oh okay, well if you go if you take that train of thought and then you charge more um you like basically you don't lowball yourself uh-huh. um then it turns into the, oh, well, you know, I can't work with you. You're too expensive. It's like, okay, the issue, the, the issue not necessarily being what I'm charging. It seems to be, like I said in that novel of a messenger text, <laughs> um, yeah,
0: okay.
1: the, the the whole like mindset thing, it's like, okay, the issue then seems to be like, it's a fine line between you're not getting clients because there's not a lot of interest. Um, or in my opinion, the other side of that line is you're not necessarily getting clients or you're not able to make monetarily what you should be because you're not necessarily marketing yourself properly and you're not marketing yourself properly because you're a, you're not sure what you're doing. And when it comes to marketing, I have no freaking idea what I'm doing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a, like a, you don't know what you're doing. Um, b, what little you are doing, it's potentially being done improperly. But the biggest one, c, is the fact that you're constantly wondering whether or not you're even cut out for doing this job in the first place.
0: Okay, so let's let's dive in here. I, I got some great stuff. <sighs> here. I know I, you're good. I appreciate that, man. Bless you. <sighs> um, because there's some good stuff there. Because even in my own coaching i've been receiving myself one big thing that's come up in the last 90 days is to start to and you may or may not have just seen me type out some of this kind of thought process but it's to start to look at the languaging that we're saying and see if we can't plug that into i i feel so i feel as if you know if I charge too little, then everybody looks at me X, Y, Z. And if I charge okay. too much, everybody looks at me. So rather than we making it about everybody else and acting mm-hmm. as though there's been 100 people that we've talked to, and we've literally been told by 50 of them that we were too low. And so thus they said, we can't take you seriously. And another 50 people said, well, you charge me t- like it's too much money. I can't afford it. It's like if we really get honest, because especially in this domain, we're storytellers, if you will. And yeah. the goal is to take our cameras and our editing software and the music and everything else and, and, and tell stories that way. But our nice little uh, story mechanisms right in between our ears
1: mm-hmm. is
0: always telling stories and creating a bigger reality than may be there. So it's like what I would just say just since July, if you could be really honest and frank and, and, and look at it, How many people on the phone or in person, not via email, not via messenger, but actually in an auditory form, via the phone Mm -hmm. or in person, have you spoken to who has literally told you what you just said?
1: Counting just the ones that said what I just said? Sure. Or in general?
0: Said or yes, didn't say but you've maybe then done exactly 100% what I'm saying, which is you made some kind of assumption, like you plugged into, not just you either, all of us and I've done this, is that when we don't get a job, when we have have a potential, even if it's via email or whatever, we have a potential project or client, we don't get that. We Mm -hmm. plug in all this stuff into it as to why we didn't get it. So maybe you had the cojones that time to charge more and you didn't get it. Oh, well now your mind goes, oh, well, Probably charge too much now, da 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 da. And if you charge too little, maybe you didn't get it. And now you plug into the story. Ah, uh, well, you know they probably didn't take me seriously because I only charged two hundred dollars, and it should have been two thousand, you know, or whatever. Mm. And so it doesn't matter whether they said it. I'd love to know if you can really define people who said those words versus right. that. But like just in general, how many have you interacted with um, just since July? Not before that, but just since July, because that's most fresh. It's only, you know, five, six months here.
1: Give or take, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't give you an exact number um, of the amount of people that have been like, um, but I'd say it's in the 40s.
0: Okay. So 40 people you've, you've been face-to-face with or over the phone that you've had an interaction with that you had the ability to propose a project.
1: Yep. And they're like,
0: okay, great.
1: No. (laughs) Um,
0: Okay, so not the, you don't know how many exactly had told you, no. So how many did you get? How many jobs have you been paid or free out of those 40-ish people, would you say? So this is where it's very important to get clarity around um, as you're adding that up. numbers adding up here look good if these are all yeses (laughs) as you count on your fingers for people who maybe yeah i
1: i i I have to i have to count on you're in the maybe 13 to
0: 15 it looks like
1: yeah i i think it's about yeah it's about 13 in total and seven of those have been free okay okay, perfect, man.
0: That's great. Yeah. it's it, not yeah. bad. So I, I, I wouldn't, it's like I had a guy once, he said, I just got 30, he's been doing weddings for years. He got 30 leads and he booked one. And when we looked mm-hmm. at it, the reality was, and he had done well through the years and the last number of years have been more difficult. He's like, look, I just even got 30 leads. I only booked one. And when we really looked at it. He only booked one out of seven, not one out of 30. Because 20, mm-hmm. 23 of the people did not reply beyond his very first interaction. And yeah. so he never had a conversation. It was like, hey, are you available? Here's what, you know, our date is, you know, and he said, congrats, I'm available. Here's my rates. And then nothing okay. else, right? Crickets. Been there, done that. <laughs> right. And, right. And so that's why my massive encouragement always is this, how do we get some, like, you take this more seriously than you're just being a, a pawn or a number. And so mm-hmm. that's why you want to have a conversation. And that no project is a hundred percent. You're not just a cookie cutter business that just says, yes, two minute video, $500. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, there's nuance that goes into it. And you like to get to know your clients and necessarily say this, but on certain levels, you are just as much, you know, um, uh, I just lost the word, but you're just as much putting them on audition, if you will, as they are you. And so that's Mm -hmm. why you want to have this conversation because as soon as he started to shift that the conversion started to go up. But a lot mm-hmm. of us as creatives want to just, oh, we have enough information in the messenger, in the text message, in the email. Let's just give them what they want because they're pushing back. And so after one pushback, we just go, okay, here's what it is. And, and then we don't get a reply. But you've interacted on some level, you're saying with 40. And regardless of pay right now, we'll call it almost 50%. Not quite. You're at maybe like 40%-ish of you have got to do something with these people. That's mm-hmm. not bad. I want to. I want to just say that that's not bad. Nobody. I right. even had stuff I've offered for free. I still can't even get people to do yep. stuff with me. So uh-huh. there, there is that as well. It doesn't matter whether you're free or cheap or super expensive.
1: Mm-hmm. And you had
0: all the ideal people right in front of you, and you had a hundred people. You're not going to get a hundred project yeses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't matter if it's a service business. It's a. It's a giveaway online. It doesn't matter what it is. So when we dispel that, and you go, "Oh, I got about." 35 40 45 percent of the people to say yes then we just need to give yourself a pat on the back to begin with right there mm-hmm. so now let's dive into the seven free because this is a couple things here This say is seven free or half that you did for free what happened beyond that free video did you just have you had any other contact have you done any paid work with those people or did it just I did a free project and off I went to the next thing and we have thus not interacted again, nor did I get paid for anything.
1: It's hmm, those seven free. um, I have not done. It's kind of a weird hybrid because I haven't done any other work with and or for any of those seven people. Okay. And I haven't had any, um, any interaction with them after the delivery of said project, other than, you know, like, hey, now that you know what I do, you know, if you need anything else done, you know, all that sort of stuff. I've never I've never, you know, heard back or gotten any leads from those. Well so, not leads. So there's but, there's
0: something that I always want to bring up as well is we're always looking to new, 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 new as if I've got to find all these people I've either never interacted with or I did this and now I have to move on. I have to find somebody else. And the key and I was this way for a long time. I mean, weddings, it's easy for that to be that way because that's more or less, hopefully, how it is. Is you're not going to, unless they have a business or something's there, but realistically, yeah. for just the wedding service itself, you're not filming a wedding for those people again, right? There's nothing else yeah, yeah. to do for them again. But a lot of, I just always have called it non weddings because it's just mm-hmm. commercial, whatever, but non wedding work, you know, yeah. um, there is for sure typically an opportunity to do more than a, a single project for somebody, but we're mm-hmm. always looking to either sit back and cross our fingers and hope and pray that they figure out some way or creative way to come up with to want to work with you again. Or we Mm -hmm. just put a basic, hey, if you need anything, let me know. And that's still this, you're putting it on them to creatively come up with a concept, an idea, or other uses or other types of films or videos to create when they may have no idea. And that's that whole – the the order taker versus the chef thing, right? That idea that when we're simply taking orders, um, or even if you put, you know, it didn't really place an order, but you created something for them and said, hey, do you like it? But now you're still saying, hey, now just give me orders, right? Tell me what you'd like versus having another phone conversation or getting a meeting and being able to create a vision of what could be possible. Doesn't mean that they will, but are those people do you see a vision of other things you could do for them and helping them see that so now it's not a matter of hey can we figure out how we could use video deeper than what he did for us but rather here's some things we could do does that make sense how can we budget that how can we work that in and Mm -hmm. you know I just had a guy that um had just sent me a message we did some stuff um some coaching on and off and you know, one of the things I said was, was this exact, like there's people in your network and he had literally, uh, he, he's listened to him also, he's going to hear the story again. And some people may have heard it twice now, but like he, he was, he was coaching his son's, uh, uh, sport. He got hurt. He was getting physical therapy, had had it for a few weeks. Hadn't, you know, nothing happened there. Then he heard me say, Hey, there's people, right. that Don't know that could use things. Just let them know either. They might be able to use it or somebody else they may know might. Mm-hmm. So he said that to the physical therapist when he was in. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. We actually need some some videos redone. And now he just got a deal for two videos a month for $700 a month. Now some again, back to the $25,000 relative to that. Some might go, that's nothing. And some might go, that's great. But mm-hmm. depending on where you're at, for him, he still has his job right now. That's great. He's pumped yeah. to be able to get a $700 a month. I mean, if it, if it could stay for 12 months, that's a good deal. Right, and depending on how much effort with the two videos. But so that went from, I'm getting physical therapy because I got hurt. I'm not even thinking of, they're not even telling me they need video. We're not having conversations about that too. I, I just bring it up. They go, oh my gosh. And now something happens. So how many of the, just seven, we're not even to the people who've already given you money to begin with. Yep. That you could turn some of those into something by just having a conversation and creating a vision. and mm. And so the next step of this is the paid ones, the same thing can of course happen. Um, and they're potentially have an even higher probability because they've already, if, if we're assuming they're happy, you did a great job. They like what you did. They like you, right? We're going to assume that right now. And Mm -hmm. so we're going to assume that all the people you worked with are at least happy with what you did and would potentially like to work with you again. The paid Mm -hmm. people have that much higher probability of doing something. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop that little container for a second. We're gonna go to the one for just a second of, am I cut out for this? Should I even be doing this? Mm -hmm. Right? Because that's the one I want to probe at before we thread anything else out with what I just said. Because you could sit with that. Anybody can sit and listen to that, and it can drum up some ideas. But you were saying, you know, you've got this. There's kind of different ways and some different schools of thought, et cetera, et cetera here. And, you know, it's fascinating that I'd like to, you know, I still, I need, I've been saying it now for episodes upon episodes, but probably need to have my behavioral profiler buddy or just even myself go a little deeper into these assessments because I don't really dive deep. I just have people take it. I'm looking at it currently. They're on the Mm. website. You can see every uh, person's assessment with their, like, show note page. Um, But it's fascinating because – now you're not, are you employed still or no?
1: Uh, no, I'm looking to go back into like probably doing retail part-time just to make ends meet. But okay. Cause there's otherwise- an
0: interesting thing happening here because, uh, there's, there's two sets of graphs I look at. There's three charts kind of total and one's called the disc and this other one's the motivators, but the disc has two sets here and mm-hmm. there's a, um, there's a left and a right and, um, <coughs> On the right graph, it's your natural, and on the left, it's your adapting. And what's fascinating is your two graphs are fairly different. So, so like, uh, let me see if I can just for you, we might be able to then if people go watch the video, this particular one. Um, we can uh, pull it up here. So oh, this will look funny, but that's okay. We'll see if you can see it. Uh, can you yep. see the charts? Yes, sir. So, okay. So you see the ones on the, on the right here with the red, yellow, green, and blue. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you see how they're, they're different on your right-hand side, which is what's sane is your natural. So that's you just getting to be you, nothing's affecting it, you're not even, we don't know when that fully is, but the reality is it's, it's at your most comfortable natural state. It's your most comfortable natural state. The red line doesn't change much, but you see and you notice that that yellow line skyrockets. So the 50% line in the middle there, when it's above that, it's more at play. And when it's below that, it's really not at play. Mm -hmm. And so on your natural style, it's well below 50. It's like, uh, I think 27 there, but it goes up to 84. So when you're out and about and and interacting with people, you get like me. You're talkative, you're interacting, you're kind of, you're putting on a show. I mean, for me, it's not a show because I'm I'm the same no matter what, more or less. But for you... There's a level of you acclimating and chameleon to adapting to your environment. And you felt that to achieve, because you mentioned personality, so I'm going to go a little deeper on this one. To, to achieve, you got to be some certain personality. So on some level, you've observed that being more talkative and extroverted and outgoing and interactive is somewhat beneficial in your mind. Does this sound at all? Does this, is this resonating mm-hmm. at all? Yeah. 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 Okay. So the thing is, is to identify whether or not that's working for you or whether or not that is not working for you because anything can be good or – it's not really good or bad, but it's good or bad for ourselves. So for Mm -hmm. some people, that can be working great. It's all good. I'm this way and I'm this way, but it's fine. And others, it's like – especially this happens a lot when they are – when a person is like employed, so they got to show up at this job – and they hate it, but they know they have to perform, if you will, a certain way, or it ain't gonna work. But that's Mm. not a long-term sustainable thing. It's what leads to burnout. But sometimes it can work, and sometimes it can't. So for you, would you say, and this is the interesting thing, because any personality style, one, can succeed. Any personality Mm. style, two, can have a business and succeed. Any personality style can need some level of connection and people and teamwork. And, hmm. and need that. So all of us have varying intensities of this and varying levels of need based on how we're wired. So some people have a much higher need and some people have a much lower need. And so would you say that if, if given a choice, now this is an interesting thing because again, as I, I, I alluded, all of us have a, some level of need to be connect with human beings and be right. with people right it's not oh my god i just can be alone 24 hours a day 7 days a week doesn't matter you know like extroverted or introverted like a lot of people need connection mm. but some need it far more than others and so for me i don't almost ever, like i my recharging is going on a bike ride or a walk going to sleep at night like at the end of the day i just like to chill out with my wife we have dinner we watch some shows but if I have a choice during the middle part of the day or what I'm mainly going to spend my time doing as an eighty twenty 20 rule, I want to, as a whole, be doing what we're doing right now more than I'm not doing that. So for mm-hmm. me, getting in front of a computer and editing for eight straight hours or if I was a coder and doing coding or design and just sitting in front of the computer, like I'd prefer to re- eradicate that as a collective whole out of my life entirely. Mm-hmm. And so- Some people, I mean, I did, I'm going to do a preface to these two episodes that really contrast each other well, because, you know, again, some people are like, hell yeah, that's phenomenal. Like if I could have an editor that would just crush my edits and be just as good or better than me, I'd love to stay more in the connecting people oriented role. Um, Where are you sitting on all this and your need to connect? If you never could sit in front of a computer again and edit, how does that make you feel?
1: oh boy if i could I just ha- like uh <laughs> if i if i could have somebody do do my editing for me it's like somebody else can go sit in front of uh, in front of a computer all day i i much prefer you know going out and actively doing things and shooting stuff and like connecting with people is always like is always a little because eh, i am let's put it this way i like connecting with people but my group is very small Sure, um, relate. Yeah, my like I like to connect with people, but my group is very small. Do you feel ideally, you can keep walk into a way.
0: room of people you don't know and connect with anybody immediately and hold a conversation?
1: Oh no, 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 no! Okay. I'll so, connect with maybe two people out of like fifty, and <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure, and I get that, but but so so the editing is not. Are you saying that that's not necessarily something that you love as much as say the shooting or those types of aspects? Like if you that team element for you where do you see yourself in that team? What is the activity? And, and I want everybody to know, including yourself, this is never to remove things you love. Right. And it's never to force people to not edit or only shoot. Or, but if we can, if we could play around for a second and imagine a world where we couldn't do one, like if, if you told me I only could be in front of a computer, Mm-hmm. Some people would be like, "Well, that wouldn't be too bad like that would be too bad i I, I could handle it. I mean, I would need some kind of connection, but I could handle that for me. if you told me I could never have calls like this and do this, oh my gosh, that wouldn't be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like where do you fit in the activity within the world of video production that you love to do the most as you currently sit in your current reality okay, um I'm just gonna pull us both back
1: up too I mean, yeah. In order to illustrate this, the only way I really know how, I'm gonna I'm gonna teleport back to Texas earlier this year and give you an idea of what the structure was like. Okay, because perfect. as as crap as that school was, the way that things were structured and people having roles was fantastic. Um, perfect. We'd ha- uh, we'd have uh, we would have people who. Uh, like, uh, everything was done and run by the the students it was It was basically a production company run by people who didn't know what they were doing and worked uh, for them. <laughs> yeah, and were actually no, paid to work yeah yep sure anyway um that could only work if the
0: if you felt i mean caveat ask anybody that's helped me through the years i can't say this is a glaring thing that I'll be shining yeah. on myself right now i can't say mm-hmm. i've always directly the best one right now is the editor I've been connecting people with. Like Mm. he even just said the other day, he's like, you have the infinite, like you could almost not pay me and I'd be fine. Because the reality is my payment to people hasn't been, let me use you as slave labor basically. Mm. And then not care about you, not help you, not help you make money, not help you build a career, but literally just take you and use it and abuse you until you get shut out the other side and do what you just did, which is quit. And so for me, because I've cared so deeply about people. And honestly, people do better when I connect them. Like I just, I connect them with three or four people who need an editor just in the last seven days. Mm -hmm. Um, And so probably in the last year and a half, I've literally connected them with maybe 12 to 20 different people, of which right now there's about five to seven who regularly use him. Mm -hmm. And so there's a difference there. And that's what some people... I don't think Git is like that model isn't necessarily like, especially it could be a win-win. Right, if yeah. if if you were really being taken care of, and these people were really wanting to mentor you and help you grow, and in two years you can rock it out and do your own thing and all that, right? You're rolling your eyes for people who can't. It's like, but none of that's happening. It's like, hey, let's slave drive you into the ground until basically you've had enough, and then you yep. give up and you move on. Right, mm-hmm. and we've also gotten your money, and you're not going to fight us because most creatives aren't dominant, so you're, we just take your money and then off you go. Yep. Um, and so, <laughs> right, Dude. I get it. And so. So describe then, let's take away for almost the rest of this call, the badness of these people or what they did or used and abused, but let's look at what was the pros out of this. What was the good stuff that happened and what did you like about it and how did that look? And what will lead to this is there is a possibility that, because people get, I think with the personality stuff, it's not whether whether or whether or not you'll succeed. It's Mm. whether or whether or not you know, you recognize you're a fish and monkeys are trying to tell you to get up in the trees and you would flourish with other fish in the water. Now that yeah. doesn't mean that that's not self-employment or not, mm-hmm. but it, it just means what is going to be the best container for Paul to thrive in. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter because whether it's employed or self-employed right now, we'll, we'll get to that more. But the reality is a version of a team or strategic partnerships or pseudo-employment could eventually over four or five years give you the confidence, the strength, the courage, the clarity, the, all these things to where now you are doing your own thing. And I've seen that many times with people who really were just like, how the hell do I pay my own bills? Like, I,
1: don't, can't imagine, <laughs> I feel that.
0: <laughs> right? I can't imagine hiring anybody else or having a team or getting any people or anything like I just need to figure out how I can get paid so that I can survive. But I've mm-hmm. seen those same people five to eight years, three to eight years, whatever it is, whatever time frame, go where they're embedded into somebody else's thing, then go on their own and thrive on some Mm -hmm. level. And so now for me, I'm even the kind of person where I'm going to always survive. Like I've always been kind of entrepreneurial and and been able to sell since before I even finished high school. Mm -hmm. I've seen that I'm always able to survive, but thriving for me is still somehow having some people to support me in my weaknesses. And yep. I still try to design a business that has a need for because this is how I've come to 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 design my life and my business. I don't want to have, you know, 40, 50, 30, 20, whatever people that I'm responsible for that are employees and need yeah. all that. I want a sim, for me, I want a simple business, but I still want to have some people that I get to collaborate with and yep. interact. But a yep, lot of yep, my yep. collaboration is front of scenes rather than necessarily behind. So my yeah. coaching, my this right now, gives me a lot of fulfillment. So I just need a few little key people who help do some things on the back end to, to help me out. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's a great thing for me. So let's let's dive back then to that, te- that team and what that looked like and where your role was in the, in the big picture of everything.
1: Yeah, um, I definitely feel you on like the, the working with a team of people, but not like a, a, a super ginormous team. Um, I t- totally, totally, totally feel you on that, um, and would definitely agree. The way things were structured was, at least while I was there, we had we had two students who were producers. They would handled the logistics of things. They'd handle scheduling. They'd hand, you know, producery stuff.
0: Sure.
1: Um, and then there were three of us at one point that were DPs. We were responsible for building all the sets, lighting everything, shooting stuff. I was one of those. I was the head DP. That was a lot of fun. Okay, love doing so, that. So you get excited about that. Yep. And then we had, we had three people who were editors um, and they, you know, did what editors do. Um, and then we had, we had people who were graphics uh, like, you know, motion graphics and all that sort of stuff. Um, responsible for all that. They worked a lot with the editors. The producers were the most hands-on through the entire process, which was, which was great. Did the owners um, get the work? Yes. Um, the, the owner, uh, the, the, owners, the owners got the work, which was one thing that I was not super happy about because they weren't teaching us how to actually go out and get <laughs> clients. It's like, of course, ah. yeah. anyway, um, but that team of having like, like the way it's currently, um, if, we, if
0: we could plug you into, but bless yeah. you, the, the, the opposite of the negative part but yeah. yet these people are amazing. You're getting paid decently or very well, and mm-hmm. you can plug into the system you were just in with the, the negatives thrown out, the positives put in. Yep. 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 How does that feel for you?
1: I'll give you an example of something that is actually happening. And okay, I, cool. was, I, I, uh, I was, I was going to drop this in when you mentioned the chef versus, you know, busser thing. Right. Yeah. Um, one of the clients that I'm working with on a consistent basis, um, it's a big company. Um, A big company with not a very big of a budget when it comes to marketing. But um, I shoot social media content for them on a weekly basis. And so I've built a relationship with the head of the marketing department. And um, he flew out to Colorado like a month or so ago and we met. Um, And this organization... um, hemp here in Colorado is a big is sure. becoming it's becoming a big thing yeah sure. and and this this company is a is a big hemp farm here in Colorado about half hour-ish from my house and uh so we met and we were talking about I picked them up in late July or I should say they picked me up anyway however that works yeah. um <laughs> and uh so I shot social media content content for them weekly, built a relationship with them, and um, the guy who was the head of marketing, we met, and he's like, "Look, you know, I love what you're doing. Um, keep doing, you know, this sort of thing. Do you, like, do you have any thoughts for, you know, how we could do some stuff in terms of marketing with the whole video production thing?" And I was like, "I have an idea." Okay, cool. The four most dangerous words you'll ever hear come out of my mouth: "I have an idea." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. One of my like like one of the things I love doing like even just in my own time is narrative documentary okay. work, okay. And so I kind of went out on a limb. Cut uh, that Kind of went out on a limb. There we go. And pitched the idea to him of doing a narrative documentary on the hemp industry as a whole, not okay. just not just the company. And. Um, so I prepared like a, what was it? Like a nine page written proof of concept and all sorts of <laughs> yeah. crazy outlines and roadmaps and all that sort of stuff. And I sent it all to him a few days after the meeting and he loved it. Great. He was like, heck yeah, this is, this is going to be cool. Um, so they put it down on that project. I have no idea what I'm going to be paid. And how that's going to work? Okay, so let's let's dive but, into
0: that for a second, real quick, because that I know is something that everybody is dealing with on some level. That's the thing that you had, uh, you know, said as well. So, where's your confidence sit in your ability to negotiate something like that to where it's somewhat of a win-win, and it doesn't feel like at the end where you're like, "Yes, I got it. Yes, and I did this, and I'm gonna work on this for six months, and I got two thousand dollars." <laughs> Right, and then you're like, basically, so it's all positive, positive, positive. Oh God, I made like a dollar a day, you know, type of <laughs> yep. thing. You, you know what I mean? But where rather, maybe it's not. Yeah. Oh my God, they're going to pay me 120 grand either. Right. But like, what makes it? What makes it more of a win? What makes it where you could commit a lot more even to it? um And and and, and like, yeah. So where do you sit with with that ability there? let's put
1: it let's put it this way with a project like this um and with some of the connections that this company has um i'm not necessarily worried that much i mean there's a part of me that's worried about what i'm gonna make because i have bills to pay but there is the other part of me and and for this particular project the more dominant part of me (laughs) that is like this is something i love doing with the connections this company has this could this project if i pull it off well could go big um i also have friends from that school in texas um who i have uh like who are working with me remotely on the project i have i have an editor i have graphics i have perfect so
0: so that's the cool thing so there's that's why there's this blend because they're you know everything has to be evaluated on a case-by-case basis as to what we do and mm-hmm. what the potential of something could or could not be. And we don't ever really know. So whether we're mm-hmm. getting paid a lot, a little or nothing, we still don't really know whether what we just got to paid a lot for does anything even for the organization, unfortunately. We hope that we do. We're going to do everything we can to do that. And we hope right. that something could blow up. But so that's still where it's like there's that there's that blend of – because what I've been even doing lately, and I've been seen working, you know, people talk about the ad agency more model of like, you're, you're going to help get somebody's thing exposure because you're going to help run ads and all that. I'm not here to talk about that. There's other right. people better at that. But more of this almost even taking similarities of even the pricing of some of those models, which is typically going to be a month to month basis, mm-hmm. rather than this is $40,000, you know, pay me 15000 and then pay me 15000 or something, or pay yeah. me Ten thousand, ten thousand, you know, like that. But rather, pay me fifteen hundred for you know twelve months or two thousand, whatever the math would come out. I'm not the math petitioner, here, but you get the picture. Yeah. So, right, it's like, how could you create this to where you could get a little bit? That was the whole thing with the guy I mentioned earlier with the pers, uh, physical therapy. Is that rather than tell them that the project to do twenty four videos is going to cost them almost ten grand? he's going, let's split this up over 12 months and do two mm-hmm. videos a month at $700 a month. They're like, great, that, that's something we can, we can take on. So mm-hmm. what's that where rather than, you know, trying to throw out some bigger number, that this is something you're gonna dedicate time to over the next 12 months to create this and it's gonna get released at the beginning of next year. So not, you know, not in 2020 coming up here, but 2021, 2021 in January, yeah. right? Maybe that, Maybe that could become a goal. And so over these next 12 months, they're going to budget. And I don't know what you're currently getting. You're acting like they're bigger, but that they're, you know, the the funny thing is I've had a buddy who's done $25,000 keynotes for 45 minutes. And he's had people who are huge conglomerates with plenty of money, still gawk at, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's all relative to Mm. even how you're able to articulate the whole thing. And then thus the value they see in that, because sometimes we just have, it's not that they don't have the money. It's just that right now they're not allocating it to what you're going to do because one way or another the value hasn't been articulated clearly enough for them to see worth and pain way more for something. And so that's what happens a lot. There's, I mean I had a company that I'm really good friends with and they would say time and time again that the final product that this other company outputted relative to theirs was not as good. Like they could have done just as good or better and that other company was getting ten to $20,000 more. And they they weren't getting the job, right? You mentioned Hmm. that earlier, right? So they were not getting the job and it wasn't because they were too expensive and it really wasn't because they were too cheap, but there were other variables at play that that other company had going for them with team and this and the way that they looked sexy. There's all these random things. They've been in business longer. They had better reputation. Like there's a lot of variables at play sometimes, but right now they're working with you and they're happy with you and they're excited about your thing. So now it's, What vision can you create that gets them to say they're willing to pay you $2,000 a month, $2,500 a month, and $3,000 a month, whatever we want to get to, and that a portion of that also is going to be allocated, right? Like when you see this being done to the most effective way, you're going, I've got three other people that I'm going to incorporate into this, and so this is going to allow us to just crush this project and allow me still the bandwidth to make your marketing videos on a regular basis. And so how, and, and maybe that's the thing. I mean, I'm, I'm spitballing here. Maybe there's a blend too, right? Like where they up your whole budget. And as a part of that, this little team and this little unit, right? We're, we're narrowing it. You you got this because you, you kind of got excited. Like this is already getting into a place where I got my buddies. They're willing to help. Got da, 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 I got these people like, so now how do we make this opportunity that's sitting in front of you? Something that is a huge win on all levels for you, mm. not just in, I'm gonna get to do this, this is exciting, I get the people around me, and no matter what, I'm gonna have a blast doing this, but also get it to not just pay your bills, but potentially pay your buddies and all that kind of stuff, and and, and turn these guys into a project where they up the budget by maybe a few thousand dollars or more, and we haven't gotten into those specifics, but where they can right. see how doing this and paying you more to kind of hybridly do both of these things throughout the year. Um, mm. Makes a lot of sense. What's that feel like? What are you thinking about that? How's that sound?
1: Well, I'm just going to spit this out there before Please. I continue. Yeah. Um, the way things are currently looking, they're like they're looking at marketing, like small marketing budget increases uh, coming up in 2020. But the way things are currently looking, I'll uh, like we'll do this project. Um, probably be done with it in like November of 2020. Yeah. Um, and be lucky to get two grand for the entire project. But, um, the thing that gets me, I guess you could say excited is with how big that particular industry is getting here in the state and not just here in Colorado, but like all over the, all over sure. the, the country really
0: Legalizer.
1: Yeah. And then like, now that it's legal, um, a project like this, if done well, could be I hate to use the term golden ticket because it's not raw or it's not correct, but I can't think of anything else. So it'll just have to work. Um, so
0: so here's I'm gonna give you a quick analogy because this is this is this is per works perfect. So in school, I had, you know, zero to one hundred, a, a a plus, whatever. can I couldn't, I couldn't right. get a higher than a hundred mm. and a project's given to work on for a month. And hmm. there's a, there's a kid that works on it for a whole month and gets a 100. And then there's a kid that works on it for about 48 hours and gets a 100. Yep. So the problem here that a lot of that can go on with free projects and free to fee is some of the people who have the biggest issues is when that kind of stuff comes to play. So you're not yeah. even going to get paid, but you're talking about working for basically 11 months on a project for two grand of which you'll also have some buddies work on. And that could be a golden ticket. So how does that project get squashed into a month and still have the same potential to become a golden ticket, right? That's, that's the thing where someone like yourself – and I have a friend who – he's one of the most talented guys I know. He's just mm-hmm. so talented, and his things take so long. And one of them could or could not always become that golden ticket but he's, I don't know what your age is right now, but he's in his forties and beats the crap out of himself still that he's not this place and that place and everything else. Mm -hmm. But I talk to people all the time and I've, I've had this reflected back at myself. What's our highest value and most important to us. So if working on this project and just getting to be with your buddies and all that, and you're going to get by no matter what is of a higher value than money, then start you know, start deleting the money myth of the, the, Not getting this, and I should get paid more, and my value because you don't you don't value money, and so Mm -hmm. therefore money doesn't show up in your reality because you don't value it anyways. And so if you didn't need money in this world, then it wouldn't matter to you anyways, right? And I lived that way for a while, and when I lived that reality, money, the reflection of money into my reality was was lower because I put so little value, and I put more value on the yeses and the doing the work and all that. There's nothing. I want to copy here. There's no right or wrong. But right. if we're in a constant state of beating ourselves up because we're not making more money, but our actions that that we put out into the world have no reflection of being able to, not that they won't, right? Your golden ticket analogy, let's say it could. Let's say you, you delete this entire conversation and you go on this path and 11 months later you work on this project and somebody says, holy God, you know, Paul- Paul just did the most incredible job and his team, we're going to pay them $500,000 to make this, you know, this even bigger documentary, right? Or whatever, you know, kind of thing that could be this golden ticket. That could happen, right? Um, And then the the probability isn't it will or it won't. It's just Mm -hmm. that it will or it won't. And then what, the more, the longer we spend on projects that don't, Mm -hmm. then the more gun shy we get at doing another one. Because when you just spent nine months to have something not work out the way you created in your mind to have it work out, then the next time there's another nine-month project or 11-month project to do again, you uh, you start to go, wow, mm -hmm. I put a lot of time into that. And in the beginning, it was the process that mattered to you more than necessarily the outcome, but because the outcome could be so big, you were able to overlook until at which point the outcome does or does not happen. And then that's when we get beat up in life. And the more we have things that we put lots of time into, that's why people who give me, you know, or even a Parker hell on earth for this whole free to fee or doing free work is because a lot of times the way they envision free is it's either a lot of time or it costs them a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And so if it costs them a lot of money, they're like, I can't spend 3,000. How many times am I supposed to do that? Or they're like, wow, I just spent a whole month and I did two projects for free. I didn't make any money. And so now it's like, I got to pay my bills. You get into that whole dialogue. And and all of a sudden now it's like, well, you're charging, but you're also not getting paid. So now you're not doing any work. At least when (laughs) you doing work, you were probably enjoying it on some level. And you had a potential for something to happen. And Mm -hmm. so success is relative to the, you know, at times, you know, when you talk about golden tickets, there's the people that, You know, we take it to the filmmaking world. There's people who now, they can create a film every three or four years and people will wait. But it's like how much, some had the unicorn golden ticket, did one thing, it went big. Oh my gosh, now people, everybody knows who they are. And every three years they make something. And others made 50 things before now, over 10, 15 years before the golden ticket happened. And Mm. now they have that gap. Now they can take the time. And so yeah. it's just that I lean into, I'd like to increase my chances at times. And I see that at times, I mean, even though I'm the guy, if I'm at the, the, you know, my wife does these craft shows and they're selling tickets. I'm like, it only takes one to win, right? Like, I don't care about buying $40 worth of tickets and putting 40 tickets in so that I greater my chances of winning. But in mm-hmm. life and business, I know that confidence and um, uh, skill sets and abilities are typically increased with the volume that you work on something so if in one year you do one project that you work on a little bit here and there on one thing you put one big potential lottery ticket and if it doesn't pan out now one whole more year we got to do it again but but nobody might know who you are right yep. and so so for me there's that blend of like that school thing of how can you shorten that, right? I've had my buddy do things where it was like he, he raised money over 30 days on Indiegogo and promised to mm. film a year later, which, of which four years later, there was no film and people are not too happy. And, right. and the momentum of that it really comes to a, a halting stop. And so my thing is, is that how could you decrease the amount of time that it takes? Because you're not increasing. In fact, I'll give you one more story. That I think' is, that just popped in my mind that's completely related um, a buddy of mine who's a great public speaker has made uh, a couple different documentaries, and the first mm-hmm. documentary he raised i think it was eighty thousand on um indieGogo and Kickstarter. I don't remember the exact platforms that's irrelevant, but he raised about eighty grand and in his mind, the effort that he put forth relative to the effort on this second one i'm going to give you was night and day. The first one, it was kind of more like, "Ah, I threw this trailer together. I got it out there. Oh my God, it went viral. The campaign went viral, raised $80,000. The whole sequencing of things was just insane. So now he's got a great proven track record. Like people love the film. It raised, not only from Indiegogo, but when it went out into charity things, it raised over $100,000. A lot of success about it. A lot Mm -hmm. of people really liked him, liked the film. So the second one, he's like, all right, right? I'm going to spend a lot more time. I just kind of threw that last trailer together. Let me really get this perfect. Let me spend a lot more time making something epic. Well, lo and behold, that trailer and that whole campaign barely raised, I think, twenty five, maybe twenty twenty five thousand dollars 25000 mm-hmm. And it was a hard push to the end. And his expectations were like, this is going to be even bigger. I mean, with all the track record behind me. and um, And so that effort on that trailer, we'll call it, let's say he spent – a week on the first trailer, and then he spent two months creating the second trailer. Mm-hmm. And so that correlation to the volume and effort and energy and time that he spent did not correlate to the outcome. And so yeah. that's the thing I want everybody to hear is the effort and time and energy and hours and months and years that we spend on something doesn't greater our chances of success with it. Mm-hmm. So that's I just want to plant that now what what's the what's the thought going on through your mind? I know you've been itching to to say something. I've had a few little threads yeah I'm like it <laughs> um it does
1: like it does definitely what you're saying makes sense the The primary reason that this particular project would take so long is down to time of year um seasons and when stuff can grow and when it can't sure, got it yeah um that's that, that That's the primary thing. If that wasn't an issue, I could probably have this knocked out in three months. absolute max yeah. but uh
0: so but so that's fine. so is it is it a dribble effect the whole year where it's a little bit here and a little bit there, or is it like, yeah, in you know four months from now, you're going to be able to work on it, and it's going to be three months
1: right well it's it's more like um, pre-production, you know getting everything ready to the point where when time rolls around to to where we can hit record for the majority of the shooting that no. needs doing we're ready for it yeah. so it's going to be like like you know two months three months of primarily pre-production with a little bit of shooting um so how
0: much will that occupy occupy your time relative to things because this is where again when you mention the per- personalities it's not even a person i mean I've had people wired, I mean, not we'll say not just like you, but like right. the idea of the, the the right-hand side graph where that green and blue were the high ones because um, we're still in this iffy area of what's happening when you're adapting. But we'll just say that your natural state is the other one and then mm-hmm. if both graphs were the same, I have plenty of people just like that who have been in business for a long time and, and doing well. The way they yeah. approach it and what they do is just different so your your value system on what you value spending your time on if it's in areas that may or may not result in money then that's where you have to realize that you may or may not have as much money there because there's a lower like you wish that we would possibly were in still like a a trade world where we could just trade out the services and we didn't have to exchange the finances and that's where it makes it more difficult on this. Like, well, you know, do I charge a lot? Well, I get shot down when that happens, you know, and there's that little bouncing back and forth. But where do you mm-hmm. sit on, you know, how much time you're going to be spending on a project like this versus projects to grow? And do you, that's the other question that we're coming full circle here. Like, again, in a perfect world, let's say you don't need money. It's one of my biggest questions I usually ask some point in the conversation, you know, and it seemed like it was relative to the one, you know, uh, Dallas thing, but like, would you have a business? Like, would you be the guy running, managing and having the whole team and you're doing that? Or would you be your piece of the puzzle and get to be in that team and you're all getting to to create and you make magic happen? Um, like where Mm -hmm. right now do you see yourself that excites you the most?
1: The answer to that is definitely um i'm not like uh you know run the organization kind of because you're not are not... you not
0: passionate about any of that right now
1: Mm-mm. and
0: and Mm-mm. that's where anyone that i've had has to be so brutally honest and 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 accepting of themselves that that's the truth right now Yeah. because you're going to waste a lot of time energy and effort trying to this is where a monkey on here is saying hey paul you got to have the business, buddy. You're going to have to get better at these things. You're going to have to do this. And you're going to do that. Now there's certain things you might have to elevate slightly, right. but there's a big difference between, hey, become a whole person that you just don't, if you didn't have to be and don't curr- you don't currently possess right now, mm. and if you didn't have to be, wouldn't be, then it's like all your energy and effort should be on how do I really create the scenario that I actually would like to have. And some yeah. people go, I'm going to go do all of this because I at least see some clarity around that. I see how you can have a business and you can get businesses to pay you money to make videos and da, da 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 da. But oh my God, I'd really rather have this. But I don't know how that works. But when we yeah. let go of what we see clearly that's not right for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But but doesn't mean, oh, your bills still don't need to get paid. They do. But if you're, right. if you're in always in oscillation mode of like, oh, God, I don't want this on resistance. Like weddings weddings are always the easiest thing for me to give analogies for because I either ask people, if you didn't need money, would you do weddings? And they're like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I do enjoy them. Or other people go, I freaking hate them with every bone in my body. I never film another one in my life. But they're trying to learn how to get more because it's going to make more easy, easier money. And oh, well, if I just do this for three years, then I'll, I'm like, you'll never have much success and you'll just waste three years. Like, that's what's mm-hmm. going to happen because we live in a world where, in any given category, someone is pumped to do what it is that they are doing. And then mm-hmm. someone else is not. And if you fall into the category of not, then there's a higher probability that you are wasting your time because someone was convincing you that that was the better path. It might be the better path for them, but I'm not having conversations with people on this thing about what's the better path for me, and it's probably going to be the better path for you as well because Mm -hmm. what you want to do in life is not the same thing I want to do in life, right? Mm -hmm. So I've recognized because I used to shove onto everybody only my ideals, only what I would want. So if you wanted something different for me, then I would tell you, how that's wrong, and how you need to want what I want. I would It would be more of a subconscious thing. I wasn't wanting you to want, but it was just like that's what people do. But now Mm -hmm. it's like I just want people to latch on. I want to hear from somebody what do they love, and I want you to believe that and love it and own it and be passionate about that path. Because right now Mm -hmm. it's like there's a limbo anyways. So if you're going to spend, and you're talking about a potential job, like at times on certain levels it could And all this is what resonates. That's what I would say, right? All this is what resonates with you. So things Mm -hmm. that don't, delete. Things that do, keep. But Mm -hmm. like maybe that job thing isn't. Like if you can remove any ego or pride or any judgment of anyone else, maybe a version of a job thing where you just get to just have it be more mindless so your energy and your needs can be put into the area that you really want um and and there's a thing there that it's good i mean i've seen plenty of people who have some version of employment be able to put all their energy then into exactly what they want um so it just depends but there's there's no right or wrong path there it just depends on how much resistance you're facing in the area of i've seen too many people who've been trying to do their own business for years and they're just in struggle And Mm -hmm. then I just did an episode with a gal who in nine months did what most people told her would take three to four years. Mm -hmm. Right. But there, it wasn't fully just a personality. It was an attitude. Like there was a lot of variables and everything prior in her career that aligned her to do what would have taken a normal person starting nine years prior to her getting to the point where she got to when she started. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's the thing, but we just have to have an acceptance of what's right and wrong for us and good and bad for us, not relative to what we see in full-time filmmaker or another episode or another person or what their needs or likes are but just relative to us. Cause when we start to delete and eliminate the things that aren't right just for us, then there's more and more. Cause it's energy management, man. Every, everything you do that just drains you, or you feel like so much resistance where some, because where you may face resistance, somebody else doesn't. Yep. And then where I face resistance, you might not. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we want to keep recognizing where is that? Because if you eliminate the things that you know you don't need to have resistance to, because they're not even a thing that needs to be in your reality right now, potentially, mm-hmm. then you can put all your energy in an area where it's like you're going downstream, right? It's a lot. It's a lot easier to just get in the boat and let it take you downstream than it is like let's paddle upstream. We can make it. You know, it's like yep. going up an escalator backwards, right? That's just it's unnecessary most of the time, yep. you know? And so that's the thing. And all of this is to thread, where is the downstream? Where do I just go down the escalator or up the escalator rather than trying to run up an escalator going down? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and where do you sit with that right now? What, what's, after all this we've done on this so far, what still pops up is like, yeah, but that's great, man. But here's where I'm, I'm still like.
1: Well, before I, before I answer that question, um, I'm going to spit this out when you were talking about like, I, I forget exactly how you put it, but right. um, the whole like, you know, like ideal scenario sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, what, 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 I guess you could say, well, okay. First, are you familiar with um, Patrick F. McManus? You ever read any of his? No, stuff? I actually
0: not. No, I'll make it. Down.
1: Uh, would recommend it's, absolutely hysterical has basically nothing to do with any, what we're talking about, but I'm going to pull a, I'm going to pull a quote from one of his books. And that is, it only takes one match to light a fire. Sometimes, sometimes you have to strike your way through the entire box until you find that one match, but it only takes that one match. And I was thinking, all right, what is that one match? And that one match is the direction of narrative documentary work. It's the, it's the, it's the direction of not running the company and being in charge of things, but being my piece and then working in tandem with everyone else as a collective. Yes. To get get things done to make dope stuff. You know, that's that one, that one, uh, that one match. And so, um, the bit of me that is concerned about the financial side of things is simply because it's like, I've got bills to pay plus people who are working with me on this project that I should reimburse financially.
0: That's why I'm trying to help you uh, get more than two grand for nine months of effort.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. It's like, Oh, I'd love to figure out how to do that. But, um, you know, that's, that's that one match. That's that ideal scenario. That's the thing Because
0: see, here's the thing. See this graphs again. See the, all the ones that are in red. Yeah. So on this other one, paul's motivational consistency this power one yours is a 36 these other ones are below 50 that's Mm. exactly what i'm saying here with you're not a control guy
1: nope (laughs) not at all
0: so accepting that plugging yourselves into systems also relative Mm. to where you're going to be the most confident and clear and certain and skilled and excited and passionate and if that's a narrative documentary work then that's where whatever whatever on the side right now that Can take the least effort you can to keep you alive and afloat and not Mm -hmm. miserable that you do so that your energy and effort and your focus is in the area that right now is this match and you keep swiping as many. So metaphorically, you've now got 50 matches that are this nine months, however else you can thread, whatever, but they're all the match of narrative documentary. Mm -hmm. And the goal then is as you keep striking that match. Until as you're alluding, this metaphorical, you know, lottery potentially in your mind of financials, because the goal should be, my goal every day is the process mm-hmm. of what I'm doing is what I love. Yeah. So the money, I would love to also have to be a big part of that and, and ha- be not having to be stressed out of my mind every day, of course, right? Like <laughs> everybody else. But- that what I'm working towards and the day and time and, and energy I'm spending isn't an activity I love. So if the money's there, great. But if the money's not there, on certain levels, great as well. right? Mm-hmm. Not I'm miserable every day and maybe someday I won't be right? because I'm doing all this stuff I hate all the time and someday I'll get to do the thing I really like. If you, And this is where some people have no clue what it is that they'd like to do and that can be okay or it's not. It's like how is it working for you? But others like yourself have a clarity about mm-hmm. what you want. And so my thing is, is delete and eliminate as many things that aren't in alignment with striking the matches towards that, that dream scenario, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, however you can make. And, and so my biggest thing right now would be, how do you take advantage of the call it 13, 14 project that you've been paid or not paid and turn that into the financials that are going to pay for the next 12 months th- it, with a little effort of you having to go, where am I going to market and ads and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all this ran? How many times I got a post and a website? No, you, you've obviously been decent at connecting. You've gotten in front of 40 people. I'd argue that some of the 40 that you didn't get a yes could still become yeses. So that mm-hmm. pot of 40, the pot of 14, there's business there. There's probably enough business to pay your bills if you really dig into it a little bit and you create some you know, different scenarios that and you keep your bills cheap enough right now and then you spend your energy towards the narrative documentary and 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 experiencing that and getting better at that and becoming known for that to where then people yes want and yearn to work with you as that person because the mm. more splintered we are is a little bit of everything well we can it's good to know a little bit of everything. I'm not saying jack of all trades is worthless, but when you start to get known for something, that's when you start to get seeked out. That's when also people start to want to pay you potentially more for that thing because your expertise in that area is deep, not very surface. And so we can make a lot of money off of a ton of different surface things. Mm -hmm. Some people like that, more Walmart style, or you can go deep and make a lot of money off of just a couple things that you're excellent at. And people just yeah. have to, you'd have to decide what gets you more riled up is mm-hmm. to be okay at a million things and get paid a little on all of them and do a ton and mm-hmm. just always be busy. Or do you want to be able to put that energy into the things that just light your soul on fire? And my goal is to get people for the soul on fire, whatever that version is. Yeah. And so that's, if you're latching on to that's your match, then that's phenomenal. And so mm-hmm. own that, believe in that and know that you are trying to fight up upstream to own your own business and do all that goes along with that will only have you in this pseudo okay mode for a long time versus if you start to lean into, I'm going to find strategic partnerships and collaborations and people to where I can plug myself in to the bigger picture of what already is moving with people doing what they're great at as well. And as a byproduct, I'll do well because I'll be happy, I'll be thriving, and I'll get better and better at that. And you'll have the ability to within that, you know, ecos – make the maximum amount that's available you know mm. and maybe someday there'll be some other scenario maybe you are more leading something up but right now at least everything I'm getting is that isn't the reality and so if you just eliminate that from I should be I could be I would be and I need to be to that's okay this is this is me right now this is who mm. I am this is what this is what gets me excited uh, I think that combination of the docu you know narrative documentary stuff with I've I've been able to drum up enough relationship and connection. How do I create some more out of that? That, that merged together could be a really nice formula for success for 2020 for you.
1: Um, which, which does make a lot of sense. It's like, there's, let's put it this way. It's almost like for a lot of people, um, you know i can't be the only one um for a lot of You're people there's sure like not, <laughs> there's like there's like this wall in your mind and on one side of that wall is i it is i am trying as hard as i can to do this because i need to survive yep. but i would much rather be doing this yeah i get it you take you take this away boom boom
0: 100% man yeah, we don't I mean, we're taught that those two realities can't exist because our parents and society for years said it's gotta be difficult and hard, a lot of hours, a lot of effort, a lot of energy. You can't like it, and it needs to take forty years and then you can retire and go do the thing you like. And that's not a reality anymore. It's just not, no right? And and, and 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 if we think that way and we can't change that paradigm, then that will be our some version of reality. But more than likely, we also won't have any money when we're sixty-five to retire anyways. We're really mm. screwed. Right. Yep. And so because uh, all of this freelance and things self-employment that we can do now also if you're not disciplined enough has you not putting away money like the people who had their jobs for 40 years who had someone else you know delegating if you will that money to the right places so that when they were 65 they could at least potentially not have potentially not have to worry about money but I do believe that these two can merge but the resistance the negative the two sides you're talking about is because it's got the I can't imagine like this one sounds like it's rainbows, butterflies and unicorns, but that's not the world we live in. It can't be. And so I don't live in a life's going to be rainbows, butterflies and unicorns and there'll never be a bad day or a bad thing and nothing will ever work out. And, you know, everything is not going to work out, I should say. And we're going to have bad clients and bad work. And every once in a while, you know, we get this cool thing. It's like, no, I believe we can live in the majority of not maybe rainbows, butterflies, unicorns, but things are good. We're working with clients and projects and doing work that lights our soul on fire. I've Mm -hmm. seen it. I've had versions of for sure experiencing it. And so for me, it's, I try to mitigate and eliminate as much of the life just has to be a grind and a hustle 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because there's no proof that Even though I'm saying, yeah, if you can on certain levels, I think there's a difference from hustle and grind to if Mm -hmm. you can increase the number of times you're picking up a different match and Mm -hmm. and striking it is a little different than, you know, you're just hustling your ass off seven days a week towards things that you wouldn't do if you didn't have to and -hmm. thinking it's going to lead to somewhere you want it to. And that's, yeah. I think the reality, right, is, is that we're going to do all this crap we don't like that'll lead us somehow magically in a unicorn world to a place we do like. And that's, mm-hmm. a, that's the lie. Doing a bunch it, of shit you don't like every day, thinking it'll lead
1: to the thing you know you'd really like to do is the lie. It, it, like Not only that, especially when you put it that way, it really just doesn't make sense. But let's put it this way the match that I really do like the whole narrative documentary or, you know, Mm -hmm. for, for people that are listening, whatever that match is for you. Yep. Yeah. Whatever that match may be. It's most definitely not sunshine and rainbows or unicorns. It's hard as nails. It's like, but let's put it, you know, it's harder and heavier than a tungsten brick, but let's put it this way. I would rather haul around (laughs) 10 to 15 tungsten bricks and be happy about it than be buried in a thousand. Yeah. That's it. You know, and, it's like, and, and, and
0: <laughs> my, my challenge to you, because I'll bring up this girl one more time. My challenge is not that it won't have difficulties. And what you're alluding to is when you're happy, you're mitigating the difficulty versus mm. it's still going to be difficult the other way, but it's it's like a million bricks on the thousand bricks on top. Of you right. Then 20. Mm. The thing I would say is that All of it's a story. So the girl that I I did the one of, which hasn't at this point in time been released yet, probably, well, depending on when yours comes out, we'll see a relative to that, right? Right. But the thing is, is that in her story, which was much similar to mine, is that she had a job that made a ton of money that she was miserable at for nine years. Mm -hmm. So her new story was, I'm gonna be happy and it doesn't matter if I basically make no money and I just eat rice and beans every day. Yeah. The problem is when I started my company, my story that I magically made up was if you want to do what you love, it means getting by. It means not making much money. But if you want to make a lot of money, that means being miserable. And the Mm -hmm. reality was that became my reality. That became the story I kept saying. So no matter how much money I made, my abundance, my thought process was to continue to create lack. So no matter how much I increased my income, I kept spending relative to make myself always continually get by. Mm-hmm. And until I changed the story and go, you can do what you love and it doesn't have to be hell on earth. And to, if you wanted to make a lot of money, it doesn't mean you have to ruin your life and tick people off and not be happy. And, and now, oh gosh, you know, that means I won't get to do what I love. So, it's like, can we merge the world? And yes, there'll be a a quote unquote grind and some hustle and these things to make this dream a reality. But as you alluded to, that sounds a hell of a lot more exciting to put your time and energy there that still has some grind and hustle and whatever towards it than Mm -hmm. a whole path that if I gave you a bunch of money today, you'd drop it like you would drop that path in a heartbeat. So yeah. why don't we work towards? I mean, the whole Tim—not Tim, uh, Tony—not Tony either. Gosh, take it, Jim <laughs> Carrey, the Jim yeah. Carrey. You know that whole thing with his father, right? And I think a lot mm-hmm. of people have heard that this point in time. You're shaking your head, yes, where it's like his dad could have been this great comedian, da 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 da, but he chose the safe crowd, you know, and then he ended up still losing that job, and it made his whole family suffer. And mm-hmm. so he learned you could you could quote unquote fail at what you hate. So why not quote unquote fail at what you love? And when you know some version of a destination or dream scenario, which could evolve a thousand times, Mm -hmm. but where it's at today, that's what it is Work towards that because you're going to need to pay your bills no matter what. Oh yeah. But but the reality is at least if you end up in a scenario that you're paying your bills is doing something you love. It's a lot better than man might like that girl. It's a lot better than her bills being paid with something she was miserable at. And now she's Mm -hmm. like, I don't care if I don't make any money because I want to be happy. But the funny mm-hmm. thing is her business exploded in nine months because it's what I say all the time and it's not the sexy and the camera and the, the exact path and all this stuff, but it's because she started her business from a place of happiness mm-hmm. and I, nobody I, wants to do that. They want to go, well, it can't be that easy. You know, we can, but we think mm-hmm. it has to be harder, but the money shows up a hell of a lot quicker when you're working on the things that light you up because it'll light others up as well. When you're yeah. cranky and being an ass on projects because you'd rather not be there. That doesn't lead to more work very easily. So. Yeah, no.
1: No, it doesn't. <laughs> and I mean, like it's definitely you will produce better work when you are happy about it. And the better the, the, the better the work you produce, the I mean, you know, obviously. Um other question being, I cannot remember her name, but it's not the one that books eighty weddings a year, is it? No, no, no. It's not her. Okay. But I I know who you're
0: talking about. But yeah, but I mean, I've had some people I've talked to like her. I have a guy that I just talked to not too long ago, and I mean, he does eighty. They're not his own not all his own company that he does more freelance for. Mm -hmm. And there's the the prob there's the exact scenario. One, he's not happy, at least from what I can tell with that scenario. Number two, he's got, you know, to film the eighty weddings and just the math I got out of what he, you know, I won't throw him under the bus or anything, but his right. math to do what it's taking to do 80 to 90 weddings a year, he's going to make forty to $50,000. And um, even that girl, to the best of my knowledge, she may have increased now. She may be shifting it. But where I had found where she was at at the time of that being brought up, right. you know, she was doing 1000 to $1,500 weddings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at my peak… I got to a place of 30 to 40 weddings, but they were 3,500 to 4,000. So just make the math easy, 30 weddings at 4,000, that's 120 grand. And a third of the effort, it takes her to make 80 grand working. I mean, there's only 52 weekends in a year. So Mm -hmm. if you do 80 weddings, that means you're like two or three weddings a weekend, at least two thirds, if not all of the year. And yeah, and you're going, right? And (laughs) and, And there's your thing, right? I want everybody to recognize if your demeanor around the thing you're doing is uh, then you need to eliminate it because if you can't figure out a way to be like, Ooh, like I've seen you a few times on here, eyes light up, you get excited, right? But the times you Mm -hmm. don't, everyone has the, what lights them up and they get excited Mm -hmm. about and what makes them go, uh, and when you're in, uh, that's the vibe you put out. That's the vibration you put out. That's what you get is a bunch of people who also like, uh, and are like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll give you 500 bucks to, uh, this project out you're, you're you know and that's what happens and that's why because yeah. again that girl I was mentioning and I'm going to contrast her against the one because he's moving to a new town and she wasn't but there's an attitude difference between when you have developed the I'm coming from a place of happiness and joy and I don't care if I don't make any money and then she's making a bunch of money and that won't always be the exact scenario but on right. some level versus I'm going down a bunch of uh because I got to pay my bills and people don't Mm. value me and people don't take me seriously and people don't want to pay me. But if we start saying, I don't take myself seriously, I don't believe in myself, I don't value myself and take some responsibility and ownership, ownership from it, we can shift that into a place of value where you do value yourself and you do believe in yourself. Mm. And when you start to project that place of I am a value. It doesn't mean that everybody that comes in your contact is going to pay you a massive premiums and all these things, right? Right. But there is a different place that you show up when it's more from a place of joy and happiness and responsibility versus mm. – because, I mean, you started with I live in a place of forty to 60,000 people and – you know, calling it small, I call 26,000 small and I got somebody else calling 3,500 small, you know, Mm -hmm. but in in any given place, if you can just get, which I believe is pretty much achievable for almost anybody. If you were going to do your own projects, getting between a thousand to $5,000 is not insane. Getting 25,000 for a project isn't insane either, but it can be more difficult who you've got to be connected with. And maybe Mm -hmm. in your area, there isn't going to be what need right if you're getting 25,000 for a project 10 people is not insane right mm-hmm. like i mean it's, it sounds like a lot of money but you know whatever again but it, yeah. it, it's that it's that level again of everything's relative so getting say 3 grand call it 3 grand 30 projects excuse me uh yeah 30 projects at 3 grand is 90,000 mm-hmm. so i'm are getting <laughs> The, right or They're not 30 people in and in 50,000 people and you start to take the businesses, everything else. There yep. are, but maybe or maybe not, you haven't, you know, connected with the right people and the right this, or maybe as we said, that's not what you, Paul, mm-hmm. uh-huh you know, is, is destined to do right now is like knock down the doors and connect and build relationships and find all the businesses that are Mm going to hire you to hire your whole team to do this, but rather you're strategically connecting with people who could use what Paul's major skill sets are. And then from there, and you've already got them already in your back, back pocket right now. Mm
1: -hmm although it's like just it's just going to be perfectly honest here it's kind of funny it's like okay three grand and 30 people or 30 people 30 projects at three grand and i'm sitting over here thinking well damn i'm getting lucky to get 200 a project (laughs) right but you know
0: i I get it man and and you know we didn't dive into your exact rates on this but but that's but that's the whole thing because there's a whole value disconnect right now because i i mean you know Anybody is continuing to get to $200 right now, it's, it's not more than likely. I don't get into a lot with people's work or what it looks right. like because I've seen miracles with people whose work isn't that great and they're making way more money than some guy who's excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because of all the self-worth, self-confidence, self-belief, self-value, self-esteem, you know, all these kind of things and where we sit. And again, rather, are we trying to be a fish climbing a tree or are we just going with the flow? And a just lot by of the time, way
1: yeah um just uh, just for the record flying fish are a thing are they Mm -hmm. they can't fly up trees but there is there is a thing just google it flying fish are a thing
0: And okay. how long can they survive above? No, no, I'm just curious actually as a side total total curveball. How long can they stay above water? Not very long. <laughs>
1: okay, not, so there's there's right.
0: So there's so I appreciate the, the 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 caveat there and it's fun, but that's the exact thing, right? If you were to tell me, well they can they can they could hundred percent be like I just want to be above water and never go in the water and
1: live. It be a fish.
0: Okay, there we go.
1: It wouldn't
0: be a fish. Right. And so, so that's the thing is sometimes if we, if we, if we find the nuance, we can, we can always tear things up. But that, but that whole thing of like Mm -hmm. the, the people who sold you into this thing and it wasn't what it was to me Mm -hmm. is the monkeys out there telling fish that they can come hang out and swing from the tree limbs and make you believe like, yeah, that's what I want. Like I want to be swinging from the tree limbs, and that sounds great. It would let me do what I want, and I love, and I'd have freedom because they'd say all these things that trigger going that would be beautiful. And then you got there to the trees, and you're out where there's no water anymore, and all of a sudden, within six months, you realize I'm about to die. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what too many things are happening to people where it's like, how can you be doing this since 2012? And mm-hmm. this gal. Who hypothetically just started her business nine months ago is already getting twenty five hundred dollar weddings and $6,000 to eight thousand dollar corporate jobs, and she's twenty eight years old. Mm-hmm. And somebody else who's been in full time filmmaker for three years and still can't, you know, quit their job. What's happening? That's the thing that I'm. I'm recognizing. I'm just helping others to to figure yeah. out it's like hmm. why in the world. And it isn't fully just a. They're wired one way and you're wired another way and you're destined to not be able to succeed. It doesn't have a damn thing to do with that. It just Mm -hmm. has a thing to do with our attitude, our self-worth, our self-esteem, our self, all the, you know, things I'm doing on this podcast that I don't believe in just, it's being done in the world. There's plenty of people saying things I'm saying. It's not, I'm not saying like, oh my God, these are, you know, totally nobody on earth is saying this, but in the filmmaking community, it's so much sexy. It's mm-hmm. all about strategy and the sexy and the cameras and the editing and the transitions and all that, but yeah. that's not what's getting people to be able to make a career out of documentary narrative filmmaking or filming weddings or filming this or filming that. Whatever the person wants to do, whether or whether or not they have the fancy means I I think you might as you saw it at the time of recording this whole John Wick thing that popped up on an iPhone 11, you know, there's these yep. things where I've always said, wizard, not the one, right? And then people can poke holes. Well, he had lighting in a budget and it was $150,000. You know, all these things can be said as to, yeah, but. But that's, again, taking no responsibility or ownership of ourselves. And we're blaming the town we live in, the people we've met, the the amount of people we've met, you know, whatever. But we just have to own what would we really like? And what does it look like to go towards that? And however I can, you know, stay alive, I'm going to do, Well, I'm going to work on creating a life, business, life, employment, whatever, that is super happy most of the time. Doesn't mean there won't be hard things or difficult things or whatever, but most of the time I get to be doing stuff that I enjoy. Um, And that's, I think, just the goal. And people can believe that that's possible or they not. And the likelihood, if you don't believe it's possible, then obviously I'm pointing out, you know, you know water and water when it's raining i'm pointing hey look that's water yeah But the reality is if you don't believe it's possible then you will continue to live in a reality where life has to be really difficult and hard and i got to do a bunch of crap i don't want because Mm -hmm. that is what you believe and that is what you'll get so
1: it's like i said earlier it comes down to it it comes down to mindset
0: yeah man I mean, that's, and I think that's what you said you're saying That's what you want to get on here. It's like, it's shifting that perspective and shifting, but some of it's also shifting your identity, right? Mm-hmm. Shifting who you who you believe you are and what you believe has to be done to achieve or succeed. If you mm-hmm. believe it's outside of yourself and something you don't yet possess, then you'll always be seeking something external to then bring you happiness or find what'll, what'll work. And I believe that we have it inside of us. It's just locking in. It's like the you know, um, whatever mechanism you want to say where, you know, you're a miss a honey missile or whatever, you know, you want to oh, hone yeah. in and lock in to what's going to work for you. So, I mean, what other, I want to, want to wrap this up here. Uh, any other final thoughts you got, man, you, you look like, uh, for anybody who doesn't go to the website and see this, but you, you got a, uh, <laughs> hopefully this isn't an insult. This is not taken of any context of the person, but just your looks and a little bit of your, your, your mannerisms is uh, a
1: hootie pie. Yeah, I figured. (laughs) And no, that's not an insult. (laughs) And have you heard that before? Yes. Okay. Yes, I have.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's, that's funny. Um,
1: But I think, well, Hmm. Just kind of some, what do you think will hold you back?
0: Like what's the, That's, I think a good question to ask right Mm. now is, is what out of everything Mm. we've said and some of the, I believe, hopefully some clarity that you may have popped up a little bit or, or even just, even just, um, affirmation. Cause sometimes I find that some people just need a little affirmation that yes, this is, this is the right path, but like, Mm -hmm. what do you see the roadblocks? What do you see the things that hold you up that we'd be having this conversation a year from now? And you're not in a similar position, but rather a. A position that you're like dude this is this is this is awesome
1: yeah exactly um well i think in terms of like and and, and not just me definitely like a ton a, a crap ton of people um i've noticed it actually a lot in this industry and a lot of like i hybrid shoot i do a lot of photography as well okay um and yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, and and i've and and i've noticed in working especially for the last couple of days with a bunch of photographers is they're kind of in the same boat as i am the thing that feels to them like is going to hold them back the most is not small towns or um not being able to market properly or all this sort of stuff yes some of that may play you it know does, like have some on, yeah. play I'm not. But, yeah, I'm
0: discounting it entirely for sure. <laughs> right,
1: but the, the the majority of what a lot of people that I've worked with that also do this think that is going to hold them back, which is why I brought up the mindset thing mm-hmm. uh, originally. The thing that a lot of people seem to think is going to hold them back that I've noticed is not gear and marketing and location and all that sort of stuff. It's them. Yep. You know, it's the, it's the, not necessarily the idea of being one's own worst critic, but more like taking a good look at yourself in the mirror and starting the day wondering if you're cut out for it at all, you know, mm-hmm. is, it's, it's not, and I think there's it helps definitely. We're all,
0: but there's the thing, right? We're all cut out at this moment in our life for different mm-hmm. things. So yeah, for exactly. me, if I go, if I'm going to be an accountant and I'm asking myself, am I, am I cut out for this? I'm damn straight positive that I could possibly make it happen, but the hell on earth it's going to take for me to become an accountant would be, I might as well jump off a cliff today. Yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's the whole point is having a hard look at what, go ahead.
1: I guess now that I think about it, which I hadn't thought about this until literally right now. That's good the question of am i cut out for this needs to be answered with another question okay. that other that 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 second question being well i don't know is it your match
0: yeah are you aligned is it the right yeah. thing that's right for
1: you and if it is no matter you know how you may Feel about it, about it as in you know? Can I do this? Am I cut out for this? Am I capable? Am I you know yada 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 yada? It's like well, screw that. You maybe you may not be like technically capable or, or or a lot of other things, but if if that's your match, I mean you know they say where there's a will, there's a way. You know. Yeah. Well,
0: that's the inside, like what I'm doing right now. I mean, I, I've told it on different things, so I won't go into this particular one, but right. I mean, this is a, this is definitely a calling for me inside. Mm-hmm. Like it's something I can not shake. I don't want to anymore either, but I yeah. can't shake it. So I know it, I'm in alignment. So how I make that work, well, there's variables there, but like mm-hmm. I know with every bone in my body, I'm not an accountant, no matter how sexy that could be made to me of something <sighs> or there's elements I could like, right? There's things. So it's like, that's that's a great way to look at it because and to me that's when we start to again eliminate the nonsense of the noise of other people and peers and this and somebody said that really isn't possible. My parents said I can never make money as a videographer or photographer. Like eliminating that, if if again money weren't an issue and these things, mm-hmm. is this something that I enjoy? Like it, you know, yeah, there'll again always be resistance, but you know I also would argue to anybody because this was my thing when it just comes to succeeding at something. I find that people who aren't getting paid are also not doing it. So for Mm -hmm. me, I found a way to do some version of this right now, whether it's being recorded on a podcast or it's a friend or whatever, I'm having the interaction. I'm doing something. I'm trying to get my chops better at this, right? So people are seeing, Mm -hmm. I've shared a video before where it's like my 10-year transition of being, hey, you know, whatever to what I'm doing today and that mm-hmm. took all these years of continuing this wasn't something I wanted to do or a passion but the more I started to do it the more I started to love it the more I wanted to learn it and the better I got and etc cetera, etc cetera, right and so mm-hmm. there's also that aspect of how when you talk about the mindset or looking in the mirror at these things too I also just question which why I'm doing it. it it's amazing how easy someone is and willing to invest 20 grand into a camera but they won't invest two grand into personal development or some kind yeah. of support in this, right? And so that's mm-hmm. my thing. It doesn't have to even be the money aspect, but how much time do you spend on your own personal growth, whether it's watching, listening, reading, going to things or whatever that are directly correlated to the work on yourself versus just learning the craft or even just learning business? Because those are the three tiers. In my beginning part of my career, it was all tech,
1: mm-hmm. the
0: second part became business. And the third part has really been me. And the me part, the business part made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. The me part has been the game changer. Yeah. And that's where I would suggest everyone to take a hard look in the mirror of how much time, energy, effort, money do you spend on you relative to craft or business? Mm -hmm. Um, Because those are, I think, the three pillars. And all this to me is really jumpstart sessions, jumpstarters, what I'm doing is the me part with a little business flair thrown in because I have 13, 14 years of experience within video production and actually making money and making a living. Like I don't do coaching because I'm. it's easier and makes me, I enjoy it more. But mm-hmm. it ain't because I, I got a really, and have had at times in my life, a really great thing going on with video. And from a financial level, anybody could look at me and go, you're an idiot. Why are you trading that for this? You got all this grind, to build that up, to be making good money with that. And for Mm -hmm. me, it's because I'm like I'm practicing what I'm preaching. I've -hmm. had to work towards this and I I know that there's a light and I know that my entire life can be getting paid well and doing what I love. Not I gotta go do a bunch of a whole bunch of stuff I dislike so that then I can do the thing I love. There might be a little Mm -hmm. version of that happening for a version of time But it shouldn't be like, I see no light and all it will, my whole life will be doing stuff I dislike and then getting to do a little bit of what I love.
1: Mm -hmm. It
0: should be, there might be a season and that could be a few years. Like I knew I wasn't going to do weddings forever. I had built up a wedding business that did really well. But in 2011, I knew I wasn't going to film forever. I still filmed them until 2014. You know, so I still spent those number of years. I didn't just stop the weddings immediately. And I didn't hate them with like every bone in my body either but they definitely mm. weren't something that was lighting my soul on fire anymore that I knew I wanted to do indefinitely, and so I started to work towards that, and that's what is the whole thing here is are you working towards it, or have you given up and just say, well, oh, that's not possible, so at least I'll get to do it a little bit of time, or when I do, I might never get paid for it, but at least I get to do it, but the rest of the time I spend. so I just want to flip that a little bit of the time we spend here and there doing the things we might may or may not love or whatever as we're working towards and really it's there'll always be this thing. So there's a presence as well, right? Like mm-hmm. can I have the presence now of also being in an enjoyment and being grateful and, and whatever. Um, so there's, there's fine line there, but yeah, I probably said this already twice now, but, uh, it's been great. I, I like the, I've had the, enjoyed the, the, the dialogue with you, uh, oh, yeah. uh, here today and in the back and forth. And I, I want to really do as well. Um, I just had a guy. I got to read the message actually, um, who I just said his episode was released. But thank God I've I've stayed ahead so I could be consistent. And everything else. So yep. it's like three or four months right now before I'm releasing some people's episodes actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he gave an update. So I'm excited to read it because he he's kind of saying, "Hey, this is." I just re-listened to the episode and here's where I was, and here's what's transpired since. And here's so where I am now. To, yeah, yeah. To go back with people like yourself you know, six months, 12 months, two years from now, and just mm-hmm. kind of see because it's going to be now there's some kind of documentation of someone like yourself saying, well, this is what I wanted. This is what I was going to do. This is what I'd like da. And now three years in, it's like, how did that evolve? What has happened? What hasn't changed? Or has it changed entirely? Or where, where's it at? So it's gonna be, it's gonna be cool.
1: It is definitely gonna be cool. Yeah, this is this has been great. Cool, man. This is this has been this has been really great. Good. Good. Cool. Well, final thoughts. Hmm. You know that 80, 20 rule? Yes, sir. The 80% like, here's how I look at it. The 80% should be you, you know, doing the thing that you absolutely love doing and you can't see yourself doing anything else and being successful at it. And the 20% is sprinkled in with the 80. It's not one section by itself. Yep. It's spr- It's sprinkled in with the 80 and that 20% is the little bits of things that you had to do to get by that. Maybe you didn't exactly like doing, but you were doing it so that you could push the 80% towards what you actually wanted to, you know?
0: So that final shift there, that mm-hmm. people, my, my coach has been doing to me is say that like, cause the thing I didn't do forever, I literally paid $2,000 a month at one point in time in 2012 to coach. Like I was supposed to be receiving the coaching. I was more or less doing the coaching. The guy was more excited to be on the call with me than I was like to get anything out of the call. And we stopped. It was a 12 month agreement. I had to stop six months in and thank God they honored. But, uh, and so my, I never had had great experiences with coaching. And this guy of recent, he goes, stop making it about me. It's about you. This isn't about me. And so he wouldn't allow me to go into that state of like, let me help you brother. Like you're supposed to be helping me right now, but let me help you. Yeah. And so he shifted that. This is where that language, and I've said it already once in this, but like I'm like you in the sense of I want to make what we're saying here. When you said that last statement, it's kind of like you're saying it for everybody. Hey, you know, I'm thinking the 80-20, you should, da-da-da-da-da. Now just again that ownership is
1: – Go say it in the mirror. You're
0: saying it to yourself, right? Like, mm-hmm. And that's what I've had to do. Everything – and what you'll look at is if you look at personal development, there's only really two major things probably happening for somebody when they speak. Mm -hmm. there's still a deep shit with what they're saying and they just reflect out what they really should be saying to themselves onto the world and then they Mm -hmm. try to coach people and help people on it or they've somewhat overcome that and it doesn't mean they're not continuing to grow but what they're saying is still something they need to hear but they're not in the deep shit of it where really they can't help themselves at all on it but now they're going to help others and I Mm -hmm. was a person who in 2016 and 17 and 18 I had to shift to do a lot of deep work so that I'd not be number 1 but more of number 2 because mm-hmm. the old me was a 19 metaphorical 19 year old kid who lived mm-hmm. in his parents' basement wanting to inspire and tell people anything is possible but I had so much manure going on myself that really when I look back at old things everything I was saying at everyone is really what I needed to be saying but because I from to myself but because it was always like in this weird not in a conscious state of, I have it all figured out and I'm better than people, but rather just a state of, I'm inspiring, so of course I'm speaking to you or at you, but it really need. I didn't receive any of that. So none mm-hmm. of it was really helping. It wasn't like, uh, not lethargic, that's the wrong word, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for, man? Um, um when something's help like it wasn't helping me not lethargic is completely the wrong lethargic
1: word lethargic is completely wrong <laughs> uh,
0: regardless uh, cathartic i think might be the better word like where something is is helping yeah. you i think that might be the word maybe somebody else sent a message but but that word where it's helping me i wasn't receiving any of it though so when you st- all those things when you start to always be looking out cuz this has been game changer for me and i was going for me for you for everybody to think everybody. about is that simplicity of starting to shift that stuff when you're pointing at the yous and everybody. And what you're saying is more than likely how you feel and what you need to hear and you need to receive. Mm -hmm. So I want the 80-20 to be this da-da-da-da-da. And so that would be the thing when you talk about everybody needs to wake up. We need to stop looking at everyone else. And you said it's not that they're afraid of the town and this and that, but looking in the mirror. The problem yeah. is most of us look in that mirror, see how we look, and do we look good? And do mm-hmm. we look impress other people? But we never can sit with our own. I, for a long time, couldn't sit with my own. You know, That's me doing that in the moments for everybody to even catch, right? I couldn't sit with my own self. Mm-hmm. So I'm always busy, busy, busy doing things, pointing things at others, and making it about everybody else. But when I've made it about myself, and start to use my medicine I'm attempting to supposedly just put on others and right. use that medicine for myself, it actually can help myself. And so everybody mm. can do that. Use the medicine you're kind of pointing everywhere else and start to have that little shift. How is this like, hmm. for me? Am mm. I really? Do I need to hear this right now? Not something I'm trying to make a point for right. others to, to learn from, but that I need to receive this so that it can help me and can fuel my soul.
1: So mm. rock and roll, buddy. Rock and roll, man.
0: All right. You enjoyed that. Well, stop. All All right.